In today's Fat Loss School episode, my guest is my own gynecologist, Megan Allen, practitioner of obstetrics and gynecology at Baptist Health in Montgomery, Alabama. At my recent annual visit, I questioned Megan about a common complaint that many of us fabulous over 50 women suffer with, and that is hot flashes and night sweats. You are going to want to take a seat in our class as Megan covers both drug therapies and lifestyle tweaks to minimize and control these common menopausal symptoms. Welcome to the Fat Law School Podcast. If you've been struggling with extra pounds, especially if you hit the fabulous 50 mark, then grab a seat because this podcast is your ultimate fat loss classroom. I'm Amy Bryan, a 30-year public school educator and now virtual nutrition and fitness educator. My mission is to show you that losing fat and gaining energy, plus maintaining it long-term, is truly possible even at our age. Think of these few minutes together as a study hall where I share the cheat sheets for fat loss. Grab your notebook because class is officially in session and it's time to rewrite your wellness story. I want to welcome today Megan Allen. She happens to be my gynecologist, and I asked her all sorts of questions the other day that I knew that my listeners at Fat Loss School would like to know. So welcome, Megan. Thank you for having me. And um, let's get right to it. The um, ailment that I wanted to discuss today is hot flashes and night sweats because As you know, and now I know, a lot of women my age are suffering, and you have some help for us, so I wanted to talk through the different kinds of help. First, uh, the drug therapies, and then the other ways we can... Right. Yes. So, you know, there are so many, so many of my patients that come to me and say, uh, you know, if they've had prior procedures, you know, whether it's a hysterectomy or an ablation have not had cycles in years or they've been having cycles and they start having those symptoms. And then it's like, what do I do? How do I fix this? Yes. So, um, you know, of course there's medication as far as I think the one that everybody thinks about is the hormone replacement therapy, which for some patients it's perfectly appropriate, you know, reasonably safe. Um, But I think one thing that's so important to talk about with that is that there are risks as far as your cardiovascular system. There's an increased risk of heart attack, heart disease, stroke, blood clots. Um, As with any other hormonal medication, you know, even with birth control, that is, you know, a potential risk. However, um, because typically hormone therapy, whether it's just estrogen or estrogen and a progestin, um, you know, that risk is elevated as well as potentially increased risk of breast cancer. Um, Typically the hormone replacement therapy is safer if it started within 10 years of the onset of menopause and for women that are requesting that as their fix for these vasomotor symptoms or those hot flashes and night sweats um, that are younger than 60. Um, So that's, that's the ideal situation. Someone that doesn't have other comorbidities or, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, heart disease, a previous instance of blood clots, or of course, someone that has a significant family history with breast cancer, obviously 
try to find some other solutions for those patients for managing um, those complaints, those symptoms of, of menopause. Okay, that is hormone replacement. What about other um, drug therapies that are not hormonal? You mentioned something that was actually made for a different cause, and but it works for hot flashes. So, yes. Yeah. So currently the only FDA approved um, treatment for hot flashes was initially um, formulated for the treatment of mood disorders. Um there are SSRIs, SNRIs, um, those me- that classificate those classifications of medications um, were originally, you know, that's their that's their main purpose. However, in low doses, especially one drug in particular, Paxil, there are several others, but Paxil is the most commonly used medication, um, or also known as paroxetine. That's the generic, but um, in low doses to help treat those vasomotor symptoms. Now, other medications can be used because, like I said, they are in the same uh, classification of medication. However, that's the one that is FDA approved. And of course, you know, with menopause, sometimes you can have uh, some mood swings that go on. So a lot of the times if patients are thinking they want to do something more along that line versus, you know, lifestyle modifications that can be great and are effective, um, that's that's the one typically shoot for. And I say, you know, it's it's kind of can be a double edged sword and that it will help treat these symptoms, but it can also help with the moodiness as well, because I know a lot of patients say I normally am the, the happy go lucky. And my husband says one thing to me and I snap. So, <laughs> well, I think we can all understand that. Right. <laughs> So share about diet. Um, You mentioned something about soy and probably lots more that I don't even remember. So yes. So namely, soy contains isoflavins that can help with those vasomotor symptoms, the hot flashes, night sweats, Um, soy supplements, um, adding in a little bit more soy into your diet, whether it's um, soy based foods being um, soybeans, soy milk, soy yogurts. Um, I'm trying to think of other soy-based, um, tofu is a soy-based product. Some of those things, which I know a lot of people are like, "Hmm, not tofu. I don't, I'm not really keen on that. So that's an option, but also, um, you know, soy is packed with so much nutrition. Um, it's got fiber, it's got protein, um, fatty acids, uh, antioxidants. So adding in a little bit of soy, one way or another can definitely help with um, those things as well. Um, Other diet and nutrition being um, if your nutrition is not necessarily on point or, you know, especially around the holidays, you know, you're typically going to eat more carby things. You're typically typically going to eat more things that contain sugar or, you know, you're just not eating that well-balanced diet. Or if you know that pasta is your, your love or pizza or whatever, on those days, if you're already having those symptoms, you're going to know that they're going to be even worse that night. You're probably going to wake up with a worse hot flash than normal. You're probably going to wake up with your shirt more wet or the sheets more wet or whatever than normal. So that and then also um, alcohol, drinking alcohol, not saying, you know, it's not okay to have a glass of wine or, you know, whatever here and there. Um, but if you're drinking a little bit more um in excess, or, you know, you may have a glass of wine every night and tonight you had two, or you had three glasses of wine. You're going to notice that the hot flashes and night sweats are worse or mixed drinks. You know, those, those contain so much hidden sugar 
especially, you know, if you don't know exactly everything that's going into it, if you're ordering a beverage at dinner, that's, that's going to play into that as well. So. And do sleep and stress management matter with hot flashes? Absolutely. They do. So, um, trouble with sleep can be a menopausal symptom. Um, you know, some patients will come in and say, I, I, I can fall asleep fine. I wake up, you know, having a, a night sweat. I throw the covers off. I, you know, kind of get up and put some, a, a cool, cool, damp washcloth on my face. And, you know, I'm, I'm just still having trouble going back to sleep. Um, I think one way that I think is so overlooked is being um, conscientious about your nighttime routine and how you're getting yourself ready for bed. Um, I know myself, I'm guilty of um, after I get both of my kids in bed, my husband and I are finally getting to spend some time together. And, you know, we'll sit in front of the TV and watch an episode of our favorite show or um, you know, we'll show each other videos that we've seen throughout the day. Like, Oh, I thought, you know, this is funny. Watch this video or whatever. Um, that stimulation from blue light can affect your sleep. Um, but I say all of that to say cutting off, looking at your screen, uh, whether it's your phone or your computer or your TV, um, at least an hour or two before bedtime is going to play into helping your body kind of gear up for your sleep, which, if you're not getting enough sleep, those menopausal symptoms are most likely going to be even worse. If you have a stressful job or you're under a lot of stress, especially this age group can kind of be in that sandwich situation where you might still be taking care of kids. You're taking care of grandkids, but you also have a parent or even a grandparent that, you know, you're helping take care of. And so finding a way to kind of de-stress in those situations can be so helpful. And one way and I'll this, you know, I'll, I'll give a plug about this in bulk because it's so important. But one way that is so nice to de-stress is to go for a walk, whether it's in the morning, whether it's in the evening, you know, making sure you're um, getting enough steps in in the day and working out, which doesn't necessarily have to be pounding away at cardio activity. Cardio is so important for, you know, helping maintain a healthy lifestyle, but cardio is not the only thing that's important. I think one thing among women in general, but especially, um, you know, women that have already had kids that are, you know, nearing the end of potential careers or whatever, this, this, 50 and older age group is weightlifting is so, or strength training, you know, is so overlooked like, Oh, you know, weight bearing exercise is so important for bone health plays in so much to this as well. That was the next thing I was going to ask about the exercise importance. And yes. you, you hit the nail on the head that we have found with the faster way in our clinical trials is we can, even after 50, we can lose fat. We can still maintain and build muscle even though we're 50 um, right? and we can minimize the um, uncomfortableness of those hot flashes and night sweats and all that with the better nutrition, the better fitness, the uh, better lifestyle factors like sleep and stress management. Um, so there are, there is hope beyond just um, the medical part. Um, lifestyle plays a lot and may help us avoid some of that hormone replacement that may have some risk with it. Right. Well, Megan, you have 
given us a ton of good information. I appreciate it so much. I want to be quick and to the point here in this podcast. And you have done just that and give us the answers and the options. And it is perfect for my um, 50 and beyond audience. I can't thank you enough for being a guest today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. It's report card time. Today's report is about the faster way, and it's coming from Lynn in Grove Hill, Alabama. She writes, I am pleased with my results. I can really tell a difference in my weekly photos. In December 2021, I couldn't walk at all. I was in the hospital where I had been for over 100 days learning how to walk again. Due to that, I gained so much weight. This program has helped me start the journey to gain my health back. I've never taken care of my health, always neglected myself. I'm so grateful to be in a program that is teaching me the steps on how to do so while making me stronger in the process. I feel so much better already and can't wait to see how much better I feel in May when my son gets married. I will be able to have that mother-son dance. Oh, Lynn, that gives me chills. I am so impressed with your progress. Now I want to take you to detention. Since this is about our school, let's talk about detention. Some of us have gone from a stressful December, maybe even stressful before that, and we're moving into the new year and we've just adopted a whole bunch of new resolutions. We might have adopted a new challenge and we really would do better if we would just take time to focus on sleep and stress management. We can't burn both candles at the ends all the time. We do need to take a break. We need to have purposeful rest, laughter, relaxation. And if you feel that this is speaking to you, that you've gone from one hard season to another, I'm giving you permission to put yourself in detention. Focus on slowing down, simplifying, resting, managing the stress, And when you feel better, hit that next challenge. Because we all need that break sometimes. We all need a little bit of detention in our lives. Class is dismissed. If you've gained some wisdom in this episode, make sure to follow and subscribe for future classes. Be the teacher's pet by sharing this podcast with a friend and score some extra credit by rating and reviewing because that's how others find their way to this podcast. To connect with me, head over to linktree slash Fasterway. There you'll find all my resources and can grab a freebie. Until next time, eat smart, keep moving, and stay well.
Thanks again to my guest, Megan Allen from Baptist Health in Montgomery, Alabama. If you would like to um, have her contact information, that is in show notes, as well as all the ways to get in touch with me. Have a great day.